0: Or up through the fourth grade, is that what it is? K four through the fourth grade. Alright, so K four through the fourth grade, as soon as that piano starts, you go ahead and get up and head right on over. Y'all would like to stand up just for a minute. You'd like to stand up for just a minute. We can't sing a chorus of that. Let's just sing. He's able. He's able. Y'all stand. Let's sing it. Here we go. He's able. He's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. He's able. He's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. Very, very good. And you may be seated. And uh, we'll hurry here. I know we've got a little short in time. But would you open your Bible this morning to the Gospel according to John? I want to share just a few little things with you this morning. Tonight we're going to go over the budget. And... uh, of course, maybe deal with the calendar a little bit more tonight, but I just want to remind you, these are available right after the service, one for each family, uh, I'd like for you to get one, it's got all of the dates, all of the events that's going to be taking place, Lord willing, uh, but you know, all of these are subject to change, if the Lord Jesus came back, and there's no point in having this calendar, amen, yeah. and so I don't know about y'all, how many of y'all are ready to go to heaven? Yeah. I, I tell you right now, if he came today, it wouldn't bother me none, I'm just being honest with you. But, uh, of course, I know the one date that always people look for is that June date of Vacation Bible School. That's going to be the 12th through the 16th, and uh, we're looking forward to that. That's always a big, big week in the heart of our church. But I want to just bring a thought to you this morning. Our theme this year is to be conformed to the image of His Son. I've been thinking about what to bring. I really want to—this is a pointed message, a very pointed message, very practical message. I want to try to finish it tonight, so please do your very best to be back tonight. Look at John, the gospel according to John chapter 13. Let's begin reading with verse number 1. The Bible says now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. The gospel according to John chapter 13, verse number 1. Verse number 2. And supper being ended, the devil having now put... In the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but he is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord Neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Heavenly Father, I pray you'll help us today. Lord, we're all, we're just all human sinners, Lord. We need your help. We need your touch. I ask that you'll help me. Help all of us today to get what you want us to get. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we know that the Lord Jesus knows his hour has come. He's getting ready to leave this world. He's getting ready to go to the Calvary. He's getting ready to hang between heaven and hell on the old rugged cross. He knows this. This is the last meeting that he has with his disciples. We also know that he's physically talking about an act of washing and serving. He just served his disciples, washed their feet. He was the servant, yet he was God. He was servant, yet he was the leader. But we also know in this passage, that he's dealing with more than just physical washing someone's feet. That is the greatest, the greatest truth and principle that he's trying to teach here is the human act of serving. But we also know when Peter said, you're not going to wash me. And he said, look, he was talking about absolutely being clean from his sins. Peter had been saved, but he was talking about the one, Judas, that was not clean. So he was talking about the spiritual aspect of being clean as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the main primary focus as the Lord Jesus is getting ready to leave this world, He's getting ready to die and pay for the sins of the whole world, there is one principle, there is one truth that He is wanting His disciples to get. And we think about this phrase, to be conformed to the image of His Son. The Lord Jesus Christ gives us, if you say, Pastor, I want to be like Jesus this year. If we're going to be conformed to the image of His Son, then we're going to really think about the very last commandment that He gave His disciples. What was it? He girded an old towel. He wiped it. He got it wet. And He got down on His hands and knees and He served somebody. Mm -hmm. He labored. And He said, I've left this as an example to you. Now listen, I'm for worship. I'm for worship. By the way, most people don't even understand what worship is today. But worship is simply loving Jesus. Amen? We love the Lord. We worship Him out of love. But the Lord Jesus tells us here, before He leaves, if you want to be like me, I've given you an example. Here's what He said. I want you to think about somebody else other than yourself. That's what He said. He said, I want you to get an old, dirty towel, get an old towel, get it wet, and get down and wash somebody's old, dirty feet. By the way, when we think about this day and the disciples, they did not have shoes like we had. Wiping and washing shoes was something that someone would have a servant to do. Because when you had sandals and open feet and in that day, in that culture, your feet got very, very dirty. So it was very common for your feet to be washed. I don't know of anybody that goes home with tennis shoes being covered and clean in a sock that goes home today and washes their feet. That's not necessary today because we have shoes on, we are covered. But in that day, they had open sandals and very, very dirty circumstances, dirt. They did not have... A, a, they might have had pebble roads, but it was very dirty. So before they went into a house, they would have someone in that household, and it was a servant that would wash their feet. That's why Peter said, Lord, you're not washing my feet, because they knew the Lord Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. But, oh, what a beautiful picture here. The Lord Jesus got down on his hands and knees. He got that water. He got that towel. And I'm sure after he washed all 12 of those men's feet, that was a pretty dirty towel. Here's my question this morning. How dirty is your towel? How dirty is my towel? So when we think about it, we want to be conformed to the image of His Son. He tells us and He gives us an example here. He gives us an example that ye should do as I have done unto you. We live in a day where everybody only thinks of themselves. By the way, you don't have to teach a child to be selfish. You have to teach a child to be unselfish. The reason being is the reason the Lord Jesus gave this example. He was teaching the disciples that's going to turn the world upside down. He had to teach them, look, if you want to be like me, if you want to continue my ministry, I'm getting ready to go and die on a cross and pay for your sin. But if you're going to continue my ministry in this world and you're going to be like me, then you're going to labor and serve others. By the way, that's the gist of this whole message this morning. I just want you all to know something, church. There is not one problem. There is not one issue at this church could not be solved or answered if we had somebody to fill the problem. Mm -hmm. There's not one answer. There's not one problem. There's not one difficulty in this church that we will face this year if we have a church full of people that are willing to gird a towel and get ready to work. Now, I know we live in a day where we don't like that because they think, oh, I tell you what, we ought to go to church and we ought to worship. Yes, we ought to worship. We ought to worship the Lord. We ought to love the Lord. But have you ever thought about this? Worship comes from a heart of the love of Jesus. And he said before he left, he said, I want all of you to know, do as I have done. And it's more than just sitting around praising. I'm going to tell you what, he said, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. Yeah. Serving people, serving in the ministry. God's work doesn't get done by prayer alone God's work does not get done by a song service and by the way a song service is important there's no doubt about it the folks that are singing the folks that are even teaching Sunday school they're laboring what are they doing they should be singing they should be teaching I should be preaching loving the Lord it ought to come from my heart but also we're thinking of others think about this in this day, there's not one issue in this church, not one tough spot we'll get in this year that would not be solved by some dedicated person that loves Jesus and that will just roll up their sleeves and get a burden for something and get busy in this church. No doubt about it. I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens right there, but it's true. See, what's happened to us is we went through COVID. We went through COVID, and I'm going to be honest with you, COVID's done a lot of da- damage to the world. And it's done more than damage in the health and the physical way. I'm going to tell you what else it's done. It has put, honestly, this kind of nonchalant attitude even in the hearts of Christians. Because we've gotten away for so long, oh, well, things are a little different and everybody understands. And by the way, people do understand. Everybody ought to be careful of their health. But I'm going to tell you something right now. The Lord's work must go on. There is still people dying and going to hell. And the last time I checked, the church is the lighthouse of the truth. So I want to just give you some very simple things. As we look at this pastor's scripture, he says, do as I have done unto you. Serve, labor, serve, labor. We want to be more like him? Yes, we're going to love him. But out of a heart of love to him, we want to serve him. You know what pleases me? I have two children. You know what pleases me? Even as adults, you know what pleases me? And if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. When we talk about wanting to please someone or we want to show someone love, do you know what the Lord Jesus, when we say we're worshiping the Lord or we want to be like the Lord, you know what that means? It means we love Him. Yeah, means we love Him. That's what worship is. It's loving the Lord. And so when He gives us a command out of respect and love to the Lord I want to honor that love and command I think of my two children all through my life I'm their father, their mother is their mother even all the way up to until they die on this earth they ought to have a love and respect for their parents now look, I don't want to run their lives they're both adults, but I want you to know something the little same when we think about a physical relationship, do you know when I'm really pleased when my children love me enough to at least listen out of love and respect The Lord's the same. He gives these commands and if we love Him, we're going to listen. We're going to, out of love and respect to the Lord, take this. The Lord Jesus got on His hands and knees and washed these old dirty disciples' feet. He says, Now boys, I want you to know something. I have left you an example. I am the leader, but I want you to know something. I want you to do as I have done. That's a command. But not only is it a command, it was a heart and a burden of our Lord. Do we love Jesus? Do you love Jesus this morning? Are you glad he saved you from your sins? Well, then if he tells us that we ought to do like he has done unto his disciples, and he left this example, then out of love, we ought to want to serve other people. We ought to want to serve in the church. And by the way, there's a whole lot of things around here that needs help. Can I just say quickly three quick things this morning and then I'm going to give you some details tonight. As I read this passage and I I think about the Lord talking to His disciples and He said to the Apostle Paul here, He said not everybody's clean. But He basically said that Peter was clean. But He was dealing with Judas knowing He said not all of you are clean. So I have to say this this morning. I don't know everybody's hearts here but as I think about He was talking about... By the way, He's getting ready to die on a cross, He's getting ready to bleed and suffer and the, the shame of man that we might be saved, that He's going to be put in a borrowed tomb. Just hours from now as we read this text, just hours from this particular moment after He's just washed these disciples' feet, hours later He's going to die. He's going to be, his body's going to be prepared. It's going to be put in a borrowed tomb. And then three days later, that body comes up out of that tomb. Now, he rolled the stone away not to get out. He just wanted everybody to know that he was out. Yeah. So he's getting ready to fulfill the mission that the Lord Jesus Christ came here for. So with that in mind, can I just say, I don't know everybody's hearts here this morning, but I just want to make this statement. If you're not saved here this morning, you better get saved. And you say, Pastor, I don't know what it means to get saved. Well, let me help you. The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ died for your sins. Yes, you're a sinner. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're sinners. We were born sinners. Why? Because we were born of man and woman. That sin separates us from God. But God loved us so much that Jesus Christ came, paid for our sins... He became the punishment for our sin that we might go free. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we walk through the door. The door is Jesus. The Bible tells us we have everlasting life. So Jesus Christ is salvation. If you try to get to heaven any other way than Jesus, you've missed it. What in the world would Jesus come to this earth bleeding down the cross that you can get up here and get dunked in water and all your sins be clean? Look, it would be a waste of God's time for Jesus to come if you could be baptized in water and be saved. It's a waste of His time. There would have been no reason for Him to come on this earth, which is a historical fact, if we could be saved by water. No, my friend, Jesus Christ saves, and He alone saves this morning. Amen. If you're not saved, listen to me, you need to get saved. The greatest decision... And by the way, you say, Pastor, how do I get saved? Well, the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now. And He's telling you that you are in need of a Savior. Don't tell Him no. Just say yes. And when this invitation is given, we'll have someone take the Bible and you can be gloriously saved and you can enter into the family of God and He can become your Father. And there ain't nobody like Him. So you're provided that opportunity this morning. Number two. Number one, if you're saved, you're not saved, get saved. Number two, if you're not a member of a good Bible preaching church, then I want to give you the second thing. Get in a good church. Become a member of a good church. It's very important. I'm telling you something right now. We're living in a day. It's sad to see homeless people. I'm from a little small town of Hinton. I never seen homeless people there. Now, there was people stood on the street all the time. But down here, you see homeless people everywhere. And I'm going to be honest, 14 years ago when I came here, it was kind of shocking to the eye. It was shocking to the heart because I've never been around that that much. Now that I've been here 14 years, it's kind of a common thing. And for all of you that's lived here all your life, it's a common thing. But I want you to know something. I don't ever want it to be so common to me that I don't feel sorry for them. Now, I know that many of them are living the way they want to live. But would you? could you imagine that you have to crawl up in some burrow of a, of a brush pile or something at night to go to bed and not be able to go into a door and walk in your house and be into heat and the air and the comfort of a home? I want you to know something. We feel sorry for people like that, right? But I'm going to tell you who I feel just as much as sorry for is people that don't have a home church. They're homeless when it comes to a church home. And so you say, Pastor, I'm going to bring all this together. Why are you preaching about this? Because I think what we're talking about today is relevant. The Lord Jesus said, I want you to do as, as I have done unto you. And we know that God has given the institution of the church. That is God's institution. Man did not come up with church. I didn't come up with this idea. God did. He said, I've given my life for the church. And he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It is the institution that God has ordained to work in this world. And if you're not part of a church, you can't be a part of his ministry like he wants you to be. That's, right. that's not my word. That's his word. So I want to say to you this morning, if you're not a member of a church, and by the way, if you like this one, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, if you've been attending and you like it, just come on. I wouldn't let anything stop me. Say, oh, pastor, I've never been scripturally baptized. All right, well, then get baptized. It's all right. Look, you're looking at a man that got baptized twice. I got twice. I got dumped twice. You said, well, why'd you do that? Well, I was instructed because I, and by the way, I I was baptized biblically. I was baptized by immersion. I was baptized in the right mode and in the right way. But because I became a Baptist, just my conviction, I did it. I got re baptized to identify with Baptist people. That was my choice. Didn't have to. That was my choice. And I'm I'm amazed today that people are so scared, they're so embarrassed, they wouldn't even... But by the way, if you've never been scripturally baptized, I want you all to know something. We'll rejoice with you here. And I promise you this, I won't drown you. I've not drowned one yet. Now, you might be in the double dip club. But I've kind of learned that a little bit. I had two big men that was extremely tall and i and and i couldn't take them all the way down because i was going to hit their head on the wall over here so i've learned how to fix all that i I get them right here at the the steps and then i got the whole length of the baptistry i'm not going to hit you in the head i promise i'll plug your nose if you're scared of water i promise you you'll be under there just quick and out of there just quick but it's amazing to me the excuses people have just not to follow the lord I promise you, you'll be all right. So pastor, I'm scared to join the church because I've never been baptized. Well, get baptized. Let all of us rejoice with you. That's an exciting day. Amen. Be a member of a church. Be a part of God's work. Why? Number three, get in and get busy. Why do you want to become a member of church? Well, what does it benefit me? Yes, there's a lot of things here that will benefit you, but here's my question. Wasn't it not a really good president that we all hail as a great, great spokesman and orator many years ago in the 60s? He said, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Well, I want to take some words of Mr. Kennedy. I'm going to modify them just a little bit. Ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church family. I thought I'd get a few more amens right there. I mean, he was the president, and I just modified a couple of his words. And by the way, when this earth passes away, the Lord's work never will. I'm sad to tell you all tonight, this morning, but you all know it, Mr. John F. Kennedy is no longer on this earth. His life was cut short by somebody, killed him. And he gave his life for our country. That's what he did. And we all look back at his life. And by the way, I'm one of the same. I appreciate his service. I appreciate what he did in our country. And his life was cut short. But I want to tell you something. When this country is no longer even uh, well and fine and no longer even known as the United States of America, the God's people and his ministry will continue going on in heaven and on this earth. Why? Because the only thing that lives forever is people. So you say, why would you show that video? Because you know it was ch- just chalk packed with what? People. People. People's the only thing that's going to last forever. See, Pastor, you're telling me, for me volunteering to do some service around the work, around the church, maybe it be cleaning windows or maybe it be, I don't know, whatever it might be. And I've got a list of stuff tonight. And I can give that list of all the things that needs to be done around here, but I'm just going to be honest with you. The reason all of those things need to be done and maintained is for one reason, people. It really doesn't matter how good this building looks, but I mean, it's not going to help us any if we don't keep the building up. And let's say that people come in Because people's who we're trying to reach. And let's say people come in and there's something just not right here that we don't think about or we don't care about or we don't have enough people to maybe make things look better or nicer or maybe take care of things like they need to be. Let's just say that a real influential person that's lost, they walk in these doors and they're turned off by something they see that's not like it should be in the church. It's all a pastor, that's a small thing, but is that worth someone dying and going to hell over? You say, oh, pastor, I don't believe that. Well, let me ask all you ladies something. When you know someone's coming to your home, how many of you spend time getting it all prepared and ready for someone you know to come? Would y'all raise your hand? And if you didn't, you're lying right here in church. And if you didn't, shame on you, you ought to. Why? Why do we do that? Why? Because we know that what other people thinks, what, come on now, matters. We say it don't, and we say, I tell you what, I don't care what so-and-so thinks. We're lying, we do. And by the way, here, we ought to even think more of. Why? Because this is like a hospital for sinners. And by the way, people are already coming here, and here's what they got. Here's what they're thinking. They're walking in number one and saying, I tell you right now, these are a bunch of holier now people. These are a bunch of Pharisees, all these people. I, and listen, you say, Pastor, it don't happen. It does happen. I'm telling you right now. I had a neighbor the other day just come to me. He said, well, I would come to your church. But he said, I don't have the kind of clothes all of y'all wear. I said, now, wait just a second. I said, wait just a second. I said, no, you come in anything you got. I don't know who's given that stigma around for someone that can't come here because they ain't got the right kind of clothes. By the way, we don't have that spirit here. You know what that is? I'm going to tell you what it is. The excuse they don't want to come. Come on now. So because when I debunked that and said, "Oh no, you come as you are," he still said no. So that wasn't the reason. Because if that was the reason, he'd have come, right? Deeper than that. It's a hard issue. So think of this. Get in and serve. Why is it important to get saved so you can go to heaven? Why is it important that you get saved? So you can become a member of a church. Why is it important that you can become a member of a church? Because you can start washing people's feet. You say, no, pastor, what you mean? You just got to be a part of the church belt. No, there's people all around this world and in this community that are serving people, and I'm for all of it. But here's what I get with that. If we're a Christian and we truly believe the church is the institution that God gave us, then I think I would spend just as much time serving through the church as I would our community. I think we can do both. And I'm thankful we have a lot of people here that does both. But I'm encouraging you this morning, get in and serve. Get in and serve. I'm going to throw one little thing out that we need. Gentlemen, I need some help. We have a bus ministry here. We have three vans, two buses. We're going to try to sell one of the buses because we've only got one CDL driver. But there is always something that needs to be done on them vans and buses. And I know for Miss Janet, I know if I could get two or three men, and it ain't me because I'm not mechanically inclined. I can put a battery in and I have. I've put batteries in before and that took me all day, which would have took some of y'all at 15 minutes. But some of you men are mechanically inclined and I need two or three men to just step up and say to Miss Janet, Miss Janet, if you and Brother Wayne did it the other day, he put a taillight, he put a headlight in. I'm talking about stuff like that. I don't know even how to get a headlight out of them buses. I know y'all tell me when you're there, you can teach me. I know what's coming next. And I'll learn, but you know, I'll let you do that when I go visit someone that's dying. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll let you help us there so when a family calls and I gotta rush to the hospital. That's right. But Miss Janet, you'd need a couple, two, three men that you can just go to and say, hey, I got something going on with the bus. Would you fix it for me? So can I get a couple, two or three of you men that will go to her today and say, I'll do that, I'll help you. And between three of you or two of you, whoever can do it, I promise you, work it out, it could be done very quickly. Promise you. And if you think it's something bigger than that, we'll take it somewhere to a mechanic and we'll get it done. But that, this is some of the things that I'm talking about. Because we've got to keep those buses safe and we've got to keep them going. Our, our route's growing. I was just told a little girl that's been coming on Wednesday, Miss Janet told me just this week, there's a little girl been coming, and by the way, I mentioned her family member for prayer on Wednesday night. And if you were working on Wednesday night, you need to listen to the message over here on Wednesday night. You need to get the message, you need to watch it online, you need to listen to the message Wednesday night. I gave a challenge to the church about prayer. I'm going to ask you to listen to it. But this little girl's on fire, and just her alone has gotten five or six new bus riders in just the last few weeks. we got to keep those buses running. we got to keep them safe. Why? Not because of people. We always need nursery workers. You say, well, why? Because of people. Young couples have babies. Babies need to be watched. Somebody's got to roll up their sleeves and do it. While they're back there changing diapers, maybe mom and dad get saved out here we got two kitchens that need attention. One's used more than the other, but this one down here in the blue room, I would like for someone in Clay's classroom that you would just take that as a mission. So you know what? I'll take that kitchen. Check on it once a month. Make sure things are all right in there. Looking good down there. Making sure stuff that's out of date, thrown away, kept up. And I know uh, Ms. Francis has worked on the one over there. I know the Hoovers are over there a lot. But I'm talking about stuff like that. You say, oh, Pastor, that's not important. It's important because it affects people. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Can I help every young person here just a second? I know that in this culture, in this day, you expect to be served, but I promise you this, you will have a whole more lot of a blessed life if you do a little serving yourself. Think of others. Roll up your sleeves and get to work. I promise you, your children will be better for it. This community will be better for it. Your church will be better for it. And I've learned this. This is coming straight from the heart. If you're serving others, you don't think all the time of how bad you have it. And I'm going to tell you all something right now. I'm just as selfish as anybody. So this has hit me right between the eyes. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get that bucket of water and let's start washing some feet. Amen? Amen. So, Pastor, I'm doing a lot here already. I know if you're doing a lot, then... Stay committed to it, and we're trying to recruit some new folks to get in. So we close. Can I ask you to bow your head and close your eyes as we close this morning? I know this is different, especially for Sunday morning. But can I ask this morning, just the three things. Number one, are you saved? If not, why not? Today's the day. I wouldn't let it go by. Today's the day Jesus died for you. He wants to save you. He will save you. He'll save you from the guttermost to the uttermost. He'll wash away all your sins. I promise. So if that's you, would you come? Miss Cindy's going to play in a moment. Would you come? Number two, let's say, Pastor, I'm not a member of a church, but I sure like this one. Well, come on. Come on. You're the next contestant. You might just be exactly what we need, what the Lord wants to be here. And so I want to encourage you, you get in so you can serve. You can start getting the dirty towel out and start washing. So listen, get in. If you, if you don't belong to a church, pray about it. If you have any questions, you know you can come and talk to us. If you've come to this church any time at all, you, you see you, what you see is what you get. We're certainly not perfect. What you see is what you get. Number three, get in so you can serve. How many of you have been praying about maybe something, something you can get involved in in this church? You feel like there's something there that you can do. Would you just raise your hand? You feel like that's you? That's wonderful. Great. Listen, then we're going to talk about some more things tonight. We can create some things. (laughs) We'll create some things to get people involved. Can you imagine What can be done with a great workforce, just servant, committed to the Lord, out of love, not just out of duty. And by the way, sometimes it's got to be done out of duty. There's no way of getting around that. But that not ought to be the real reason. The real reason we're doing it is out of love for the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. She's going to begin to play. If you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus as your Savior, please come. We'll have someone take the Bible, show you how to be saved. Can I ask the church this? Would you respond in this way? How many of you at Tiftonia Baptist Church, you're thankful for it? Can I ask this? How many of you have been reached through a ministry of this church? And then as a church whole, how many of you would come around this morning and just pray or even make your pew and say, Lord, would you help us to be like you in the matter of service, in the matter of laboring? How dirty is my towel? Could I do more? Do I have a desire to do more? Lord, I'm willing to do what you want me to do. Would you come, find a place, maybe as a whole? How many of you love the bus ministry? Would you pray for the bus ministry? We need laborers there. Kids for Christ, there's always need. Church, Children's church, Sunday school teachers, work around here. Things to be done. We're going to present some things tonight that hopefully people will give you an opportunity to sign up for, get involved in. I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I am not saying laboring and serving and doing activity is spirituality. I hope everyone understood that that should come out of worship from the heart that we love Jesus. He said, Do as I have done unto you. One of his last commands before he went to the cross. a little bit more about this tonight, servant leadership. The Lord Jesus was the leader, but he served. I hope and pray all of us realize the value of serving and being humble. Some things we're just not able to do, but others are. And so God puts together a body that we can all do different things. I might not be able to work on a taillight of of a bus, but you can. So if you're willing to do it, I sure wish you'd get with Janet this morning. Before you leave this morning, just tell her you can come to me. Two or three men, I think, will do it. And I know that'll be a great blessing. Amen. There'll be more things like this tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and grace. and Lord, I just pray you'll take this little thought. I know it's very abnormal for a Sunday morning. But Lord, our theme is to be conformed in the image of your son. And Lord, your son told us just before he went to cross. He just washed these disciples' feet. He served. He, he, he humbled himself. He became low. And he was the leader. He was, he was, he's God. But yet, he did not think it was robbery to be humble and to serve these dear men. And Lord, in just a few days after that, those dear men turned the world upside down for him. So I pray you'll help us in these days. We'll thank you for it. We ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people say it. Don't forget the calendar. They're available in the back. Make sure you get them. Be back tonight. God bless you.